Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsessions will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dork down for a while. Hi, this is Jackie Cation. Welcome to the dork forest. I am at Acme Comedy Company, Minneapolis, Minnesota their 20th anniversary and it's my home club it's my favorite club in the country and some of the greatest my favorite people are headlining as well so i'm gonna have a bunch of different guests you know the websites jackiecation.com thedorkforest.com dorkforest.com there is a donation button please use it if you would and um freaking awesome network.com is very fun website with re- reviews of animation and comic books. And the credits are, I have a new uh, mixing board, so I'll see how Patrick Brady fixes the audio. And then he's great. And then Vilmos fixes my website. Mike Rickberg sang that song you, you heard. And I'm just going to use this intro for all of this weekend's interview. So thanks for tuning in and let's get started. Guess what? Still at Acme. Still it's the Acme weekend 20, uh, 20th anniversary. And I'm talking to every awesome comic that I'm working with this weekend. And now sitting in my hotel room, Bent Washburn. Welcome Hi. to the program. Hi. Oh, thank you for having me. And the dork forest, finally. Dork, 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 dork. I know it. <laughs> Very exciting. Dork, dork, dork. It's, okay. uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome that I've been able to talk to everybody because we're having the time of our lives, man. Oh, yeah. This has been a very nice so far day and a half. Yes. And <laughs> get, two more days to go. We've got to pace days. ourselves. Exactly. And we get to see people that we haven't seen in a thousand years. And, yeah. And it's always great. Yeah. You, Bent Washburn, B-E-N-G-T. B-E-N-G-T. That's it. Washburn.com. Dot like, com. Yeah, that'll work. That'll or work. Or getbent.com. But I like bentwashburn.com's easier. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, and they'll be linked on the, on the show. And you're stand-up comic and you're originally from, uh, the great state of? Utah. Utah. And now you live in Germany. Yeah. With your lovely wife and two children. That's right. And she's in the service and, yeah. uh, Air Force? Air Force. Air Force. There we go. Yeah, you are good. I, I know. I, I reckon whenever anybody says I'm, I'm thinking of joining, I always say Air Force. Uh, they get air conditioning. Yeah. Uh, the bullets are further away. Way further away. And, uh, that's the way to go. Yep. And. <laughs> you're giving good advice. What the heck, I think. Cause, yeah. uh, one of Andy's nephews, uh, or his, uh, young cousin, essentially, he's 18, has signed up for the Marines. Uh, and, Cause he desperately wants to get out of his tiny town in Mississippi. And God love him. We all want to get out of our tiny yeah. towns. There's no lock in the door. You could just leave at a Mississippi. You don't have to join the Marines. I know, but there's, they get this. this uh, my brother-in-law's a Marine. Yeah. My father-in-law's an ex-Marine. Well, they're ex-Marines. Right. And there's just a certain... And they get to continue to just be Marines. I guess you're Marines forever. Like my yeah. dad was in the Marines. Constantly. But he yeah. wasn't really in the Marines. He was in the Navy. So, Because oh, he was, was a medic. And the Marines don't have their own medics. They get them from the Navy. Really? Yeah. And so they borrowed him. Did they? Yeah, they all. They all of the marine medics are navy medics. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, they I would think the marines would invest in something like that. Right, because they're out there in front. Yeah, you're gonna need a medic. And like- <laughs> my dad always says, you know the 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 navy gets their medics from the uh, the marines get their medics from the navy. I didn't when I enlisted and became a medic. And right. so yeah, so six years hanging out with the marines. Wow. And then they, they Vietnam started. And my dad was like. Well, you guys have fun. I'm going to go sell aluminum siding for a living. He became a conscientious objector. Yeah, and he was very conscious. Uh, oh, yeah. He wasn't even... My father's rarely conscientious. Oh, yeah. He's not very yeah, thoughtful I, at all. I know. I, he was the one you were telling me about selling the siding to the brick The brick house, was The it? brick people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he loves that story. He's like, you know, that wasn't in South Milwaukee. That was in Racine. Yeah, he, like, he, yeah nobody's he ever heard of Racine. He <laughs> a lot of correction. But what I like about you, Bent Washburn, besides being a fantastic stand-up comic, one of my favorites, quite honestly, uh, people, there are, there are DVDs, right? There are CDs people can get? CDs. DVDs I sold out and I haven't redone one. So All right, so they're collector's items if you got one. So what I like about you besides you're a great comic is that you also are well read and you're you're a Renaissance man. I am. I, I am. think of it. <laughs> I am? I guess I am. I am. <laughs> I I am but unemployable. Is it, you are unemployable <laughs> in any other capacity. Yeah. But so when you travel, you like to go to art museums. Absolutely. That if, was my first uh uh, I was an artist, or I, I don't know. You study art when you were I studied art. In college? I went, I, uh, from a very young age, I wanted to be a painter. Okay. And an artist, or a comedian. One of those two. I did, but I chose. You could be both. 
I, yeah. Just think of like I could um, fi- uh, fail. Right. At both very well. (laughs) (laughs) Or have the modicum of success in both that you have. Maybe. uh. (laughs) Do you ever paint now? Yeah. Oh, I've seen some of your art on Facebook. You've posted a little little tiny, like right now I'm just doing little tiny landscapes or realistic paintings. That's, I grew up with that tradition in Utah where I grew up. It was always very realistic painting. Sure. Figurative painting. I always tell people it's like they like their art. I would say, traditional like norman rockwell but not that dark okay I tell people that's too dark is that too dark oh i think so they're more of a thomas kincaid okay you know the the crap uh, with the crap that matches your couch kind the crap of thing? that matches your couch without the uh, kincaid always paints the cottages with the light and the swirling snow uh, and the horse and carriages and you know what i mean it's yeah that, it looks like it belongs on a card yeah and then all of a sudden you've sent a card that no one's ever going to keep ever Ever. Right to the Please trash. don't keep those cards. Crappy painting. Wait, does he, does Thomas Kincaid, is he that guy with like a series of art things at you the mall? You go to the mall and it's that horrible and then the person nabs you and he has a big, look how much these are going to go up in value. Really? According to what? According to the pamphlet we print. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they just reprint a pamphlet. This, it's doubled in price. It's a lot like, I it guess the way out. the Fed runs and the way <laughs> yeah, we, our right. banks work. I guess it, it's all the same. That's your other hobby is paying too much attention to the news. Yeah. 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 Let's talk about art. Yeah, let's do much mm-hmm, better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, art uh, was – I studied that uh, starting, you know, undergrad. Yeah. I, I wanted to do comedy, but I honestly felt that art was more compatible with, with my Mormon upbringing because okay. I didn't know anything about art. I mean, I literally didn't know. When I was making this decision that in New York, probably that same moment, I said, I should do art. There's like a guy like squirting blue paint into his colon and pooping it out onto a canvas. Literally. Okay. So you thought when you were going to go into art. I thought it's much more compatible with Mormonism. I had no idea. No. No. Because it was going to be lovely and gentle and and supportive and community. Yeah. You you do things that. uh, A bridge building moment. Yes. And, 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 And the way I grew up, art was a well executed cliche. Right. You know I mean? right. Beauty wasn't a mystery. Beauty, we know what beauty is, and this is what it is. This is the topic, and you put it up there, and people say, "Wow, that looks real." Yeah, and you've you've made art. Yeah, because that's what that bridge looks like, and then you painted that bridge. Yeah, nice yeah work. exactly. Or yeah. people like, "Well, look how his eyes follow you in the room." That was very important. Oh, right, right. You have a picture of Jesus. Lots of Jesus paintings. Right. The it's Mormon, Mormon but it's still Jesus Mormon. It's right. Mormon. Right. Jesus. The Mormon Jesus. Yeah, it's it's like a have you typical Jesus paintings they they, they get this kind of old suffering look. Okay, the Catholic Jesus. Yeah, my wife's Catholic, and right. the cat the Catholic Jesus has some of them are creepy. Right, like flat out. Oh. Have you seen the one when the his heart is floating outside of his but he's levitating yes. his heart and it's wrapped in like barbed wire. Yeah, and he's yeah. It's like what are you doing? And then you know he's what? got this look like you whatever. did that to you did that to me. You did that. That's what that that says. It says you ripped that out of my out of my chest. <laughs> it's just, and it's brutal. And that's what that is. Yeah, the Sacred Heart painting. Yeah, yeah. I used to tell a a that, joke about that. I say, yeah, I I think I I know who who killed uh, Jesus. It wasn't the Jews. It was Jack the Ripper. Because <laughs> you <laughs> know he's like he pulled out. his heart out and wrapped it in. It's an episode creepy. of Bones. It's an yeah. episode. You know, who, Bones could tell who, who did it. And uh, but I I will say that yeah, because a lot of that. When I went to Europe, uh, both times, uh, I've been to Europe. Very glamorous. My life is, is very, yeah. but I've been to Europe twice, which is more than some That's people glamorous. have. Yeah. Yeah. It's more than, and so, but we went to Italy for my honeymoon a year oh. afterwards, right? Where in Italy? Uh, we spent eight days in Venice and eight days in Florence. Florence. We, we just paid it off. Firenze. Huh? Oh, just now? <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, you went to the Fizzi. Yeah. About four years. And you saw ago. the Botticelli's. Mm hmm. Unbelievable. Here's the thing about the Uffizi. Uh, oh. Andy Ashcraft, my husband, also uh, an art has an art degree and knows a lot about art. And I said to him, "We can do this. We can have a nice breakfast, or we can have this continental breakfast they give us at the whatever. And then I will go to a museum or a church. Then I would like a nice lunch, and <laughs> then I will go to one more museum and church. I will go to two touristy things a day, and then right around three o'clock, we have to three or four o'clock. We have to get a cup of coffee." Have a nice sit down, have a nice cup of coffee, and then we'll come home, maybe a nap, and yeah, then a sleep. nice dinner, and then go to bed by 10, make sweet, sweet love, and then do it all again tomorrow. That's a honeymoon to me. And yeah. he was like, so uh, 
not, not that this was his main thing, but he's like, we'd go to two a day. And so, so <laughs> we went to one museum and one church each day. And I saw a lot of the oh, suffering yeah. Jesus pictures. Over were, and over. Where by the end of it, I was like, I can't see someone get that man down. Yeah. That looks painful. <laughs> and, uh, but it was beautifully rendered. And a lot of the stuff wasn't that. I mean, there were a lot of, there was a lot of other art. Yeah. The, the, the when you go to like the Uffizi or to Italy, you do. You get overloaded with just like rah, too many. Rah, you're just like, rah. and Uffizi itself is too big to do in one day. Yeah, it is. And it's like it's like going to the Met or something like that. It's um, a lot of right. art to take in. You, you really you get overloaded. Right. And it just starts looking. And by the end of it, you're like another Degas, another yeah. well, Botticelli, whatever. whatever. Yeah. And then uh, Andy very angry because we only we only did the Uffizi that day because we were supposed to after lunch we were going to go yeah, can't. to something else and he was like no this should be a two day thing they should break this into two different museums and he had he had uh art rage so yeah, art uh, rage yes yeah. i've been there right so you <laughs> so i mean so when you were a kid though that's what art was it, yeah, was, it was that kind of art is that traditional representational art and then i i, I went to utah state university so yeah. They started to challenge that idea of art. I started to learn about the guy with a colon full of paint in New right, York. Right, right. Which yeah. is scary. Like, really? They're, that's what I'm supposed to do? Cause right, because that's the I'm new not up art. For that. <laughs> right. I mean, you know what I mean? I don't, yeah. I don't know what, I, 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 I don't even want to put the paint in the colon. And once I did, I wouldn't know what to do with it. You know right, what I mean? Right. I wouldn't. Trust you know my your decisions. Would, yeah. <laughs> your colon would know. Yeah. And <laughs> so art, I, I discovered after I, I got into art that it was, very uh crazy every bit as crazy as stand up comedy yeah and that uh, art oh because it cuz it could be anything art oh absolutely by anything. definition now it seriously can i mean it really art went through a huge you know you see the art in the, the renaissance it was performing a function it was plugged into the the the, the power structures you right, the government the church and the church yeah it, it, it hadn't separated and had its own identity and said now we're going to do our when own did thing it? uh you know, that's, that's, see I'm, if I'm I can sure remember my history, but I'm okay. thinking really photography had a lot to do with the busting of it. Like, okay, now we're not just going to make images of things. Right. And then, uh, you know, right around the end of the uh, 19th century, I guess it, it, it is a slow progress from art. First art was symbolic, you know, really old stuff. It didn't look realistic. Jesus right. and stuff. Right. Because Jesus wasn't supposed to be a, a, a man. That would be profane. Right. And then there was an artist named Giotto in Italy who made was Jesus a look or a G? G, G-I-O-T-T-O. And he made Jesus look more human, okay. which at first the priests were like, you're not supposed to do that. But the people loved it. Right. So he brought him down to earth. And then things got more and more representational and things evolved. But I think the big break would be, you know, with uh, Cezanne. Right. Uh, Van Gogh. I really do like Cezanne. Is oh, that late he's one of my 1800s? favorites. Uh, Cezanne's late 1800s, early 1900s, I okay. believe, if I'm, if I'm remembering Is right. that that French Impressionism? Yeah, that French, yeah, French Impressionism. <laughs> is, that that, is that that thing with the French and, he's the, more, and the dots? It, it is with the French, but he was more formal and classical. I would say from him we got uh, abstract art. Okay. And the Impressionists... Uh, uh, was, uh, more about just seeing and color. It's really actually cold. Okay. When you think about it, they're just, they're breaking their visual experience into, I, I see, uh, uh it's seeing and light and color. It really right. is all, Monet painting the haystacks over and over and over. Even though we always think of Monet as painting the flowers and yeah. the lilies, he was really as a very almost a scientific cold approach to looking at the world through paint. Oh, interesting. And, uh, but then Gauguin was another one. He, he led to the, the branch of expressionism. Anyway, right around that turn of centuries when, you know, photography's dropped, art isn't serving a function. Right. Uh, the individual voice of the artist starts to take over. I, okay. I don't have to paint what the church wants. Yeah. I paint yeah. what I want. Yeah. It's about individual. It's about that person. Okay. And then by that time, and what I they get, see. Yes. Yes. And so now the artist, it's a whole different thing now. I right. mean, the artist is supposed to, like when I went to grad school, you go into your, studio and you stare at a blank canvas and you say what uh, well, what should i do right i could do anything i don't even have to use a canvas right I, well at my school you probably would they would you'd right. be in trouble but <laughs> right it's my nephew went to saint olaf here in minnesota and has an art degree oh. and he did a little it was interesting he painted a whale on the side of the water tower but they recognized his art so because he was in he was in this it wasn't a graduate i don't think it was a graduate program it was undergrad and they were like yeah, that's going to cost you a couple thousand dollars to really? paint that. And really? he's like, can I 
Can I do a mural? Is there some way that I could work it off in a different way? Salmon's the guy who, who designed my Ranger of the Dork Forest t-shirt. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm connected to people who know a little bit more about art. So I, I know a little bit about, and I like to go to museums, but I only last about an hour and a half. It's, it, a lot of it, first of all, once art started to leave representation and become abstract, sometimes you go to a museum and you literally just don't know what you're looking at. If you haven't been studying art, even as someone who studied art for a long time. Right. What about the first time I ever went to Guggenheim in New York? As we went up the swirly stairs, um, there was, it started getting more modern or that, yeah. that sort of, you know, those paintings that are just a black. Yeah. Clifford Steele. Is that him? He's one of them. He did. Okay. There was one that is just a big, uh, black dot. That's over sort of the right-hand side of the canvas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that could be various number of people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it could be any number of people. And but you don't get it. Literally, you don't you're get like, it. I don't, I don't understand. And I said to Andy, uh, here's where we lose me. Yeah. And then we have to go find something that matches my couch. Yeah. Because this doesn't make any sense to me. And Andy explained something uh, called edge tension. And I was like, I don't oh. – and I didn't know what edge tension was. He said that this guy, the guy who made this dot, was the first person who sort of examined the idea that our eye is drawn to the edge if there is something very close to the edge. And so much of the canvas is blank, but that black dot is over – Right over the edge. So, so you see how that's very cold, and he's really just isolating, exposing, examining kind these of scientific kinds of experience – and it's supposed to give you an impact. It's supposed to have a specific impact on you as a viewer and put you in a very specific place. Okay. That requires an eyewitness. That That's my main judge for a painting. Like if someone, okay, art stopped being visual. It started getting really conceptual. You hear about these guys like, yeah, I'm going to stand on the stage. You shoot me. Oh, right. That was literally performance art started getting this way. Yeah, I went to a bar in L.A. and there was a woman in a glass box. Yeah. She was kind of wearing, like, nude, but wearing, like, a sheet, like a diaphanous sheet over her. But she was also on her computer, and that was art. Was it but, cool? Uh, it was supposed to be. But it wasn't you. It was like, eh. No, I'm unmoved. I'm, I, I'm 107, See, so and failed. I don't care. It for failed you, it for me. Failed. Yeah. Probably I, failed for a lot of people. I mean, I mean I, I'm I, very suspicious of a lot of this stuff. Yeah, because I'm just like, well, I hope you're paying your rent with this. And, um, I'm very suspicious of a lot of it because to me, it went into this realm of philosophy. Right. Where I, I was almost like, you know, why are you in the art department? Why don't you go over uh, to the, why don't you go over to theater, theater? Or why don't you go over to philosophy? Mm -hmm. Why did the art world, the visual art world, just go out and embrace every bastard child, you know, that, oh, I've got, no. Cause it's, cause it's on canvas, but it's also sculpture. Yeah. Right. And then there's, and then there's performance art, which is in the art department, yeah. where it's a human person, <laughs> a yeah. human person, a human being doing something that they are saying, I'm the art. I am the yeah, art. Yeah. And, and you're, you're supposed like, to, it's supposed to come together and move me somehow. And has that worked for you ever? Every once in a while it will. I yeah. mean, sometimes I'll see when I, oh, I get it. That hits me. Okay. But I remember. I remember right, I'd been painting for quite a few years. I'd finished my grad program. I'd been painting for about two more years, a lot. Yeah. And I went with a friend of mine to the San Francisco Museum of Modern Art. Okay. We're walking around and I got one floor and there was some artist had a little kid's blanket that was kind of charred and a little mm -hmm. stuffed animal that was charred. And I remember I turned to my friend Paul. I said, I don't, I don't get it. And at first I felt like I'm missing something. I'm dumb. And then I remember I turned to Paul and said, no, that's, can I swear on this yeah. show? It's bullshit. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Because if I don't get it and I've been doing it this long, nah. You're not, there's nothing I'm, there. I'm not. Yeah. That is not cool. <laughs> you know, and I thing should is, be able to get it. Here's this. my thing. I think you totally got it and knew that it was bullshit. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I it's mean, like, this is it. This you're is it? You're kidding me. You know what you're telling me? You're telling me that you're an 11-year-old girl. And, yeah, and yeah. what you've done is you've written a suicide note with the with the line trailing at the end yeah. of it, like the yeah. last word. It's that cheesy. It's yeah, that, it's, it was that cheesy and dumb. And is, even if it was tongue in cheek, still not worth my time. You and your ironic, yeah, you know, irony art. I don't. I mean, I think that there is. Oh yeah. Do yeah. you think that there's a place for for like because Jackson Pollock, for example? Oh, now that I like, yeah. You now I don't always get it, you know? Yeah. Because I don't see. Yeah, I think you almost have to paint a lot to get it. Okay. Because then your eye is in tune with kind of the visual language that he's, where that he's, he's going. he's doing? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So painting, 
opens you up to a sensitivity. Like I can look at like this guy named Robert Ryman. He does these white on white paintings. Yeah, I would look at them. They're not my favorite. Right. But I would look at them. It'd be interesting. Because there's something there. I can, I can see it. Okay. But that's right. Arts that they, to me, they started painting for themselves and other artists. Okay. And it's almost like it's, it's masturbating in the corner to a point where it's, look, the rest of the world doesn't even know, no, understand what you're doing. Right. That's how I have a hard time watching Andy Kaufman. I'm oh, just like, it oh, gets too. No. wow, I could watch you jerk off. I don't want to. Yeah. And, you know, it just, I know that people appreciate it, but I never did. I never did. To I me, liked him on that sitcom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but and uh, a couple of little things he did, I thought, yes. oh, that's funny. The individual, like the Mighty Mouse thing I loved. Yeah. But yeah. when he was, he was essentially just trying my patience mm-hmm. just to see how long he could try my patience. I don't want that. No, I have people in my life to do that. It's pretty gratuitous, uh, I'm, really. I'm, I mean, yeah, the self-absorption is almost mm-hmm. complete at that point where I'm like, tink, I'm tink, the same tink. way. I mean, I really believe some of it I've been amazed by like, wow, that is yeah. what great choices you made. Right. And I would like, I've heard a description of a painting that I still want to see. Who was that painter? Anyway, what he did, I heard the painting, the person who saw it said he looked across the room and it was just like this iridescent black square. Yeah. He's like, wow, how did he make that? And he gets up close. This artist had taken the bodies of flies, thousands, and just covered the entire panel. Well, you know what? That's there's something there in the concept yeah. of it. Yeah, of beauty and repulsion and right, right. Because uh, your first thing is like, "Ooh, gross," and then you're uh, like, "No, oh, I get why that would be gorgeous. iridescent." Yeah, and so everything came together, and the the artist explained that to me. I forget, I keep forgetting the artist's name. Right, right. It's very famous, and I'm like, "Yeah, I good one." I would like to look that. I would like to see that in person. Right. But if you can describe the piece to me and, and I don't still need to make see me it. Interested? No, if you just des- if you describe it and I don't need to see it, oh, well right. then why should I I witness this thing? Right. right. Now it's not Yeah, close enough. See, a lot of the, the modern visual art for me, it just it leaves me some of it really works and some of it I'm I think it, it becomes a vehicle for pretension. It literally does. Yeah. Like you stand around, act like you get it. So other people come up, you get it? Yeah, I get it. Which is the caricature of art sometimes where hipster kind of crap, like some of the old sixties movies with, with Doris Day and, uh, Elvis Presley or, or they end up being at some beatnik party where people are just looking at, it's a pole and it's got like two stripes horizontal on it. And you're like, do you get it, man? It's groovy. It represents, you know, our solidarity with the, the origin of man or whatever. This comes in. Right. Nope. Mm -mm. That's a stick with a couple of paintings on it. And you may have meant something more by it, but I'm going to need some paperwork to go with that to (laughs) explain. And and then you get the paperwork and say, why did I? (laughs) Why didn't you write a short story? I don't need. Yeah. Yeah. I because, got that with my art, actually. Yeah, with because some people the picture uh, I was representational, and I started building these narratives, mm-hmm. and it became almost as much about the story I was building visually. Yeah, I remember one day thinking, "Why am I not just writing? Yeah, why I'm using the wrong medium? This I shouldn't be doing a painting, right? Because well, because well, what if it's something you want to paint, and then it leads into a story? I mean, that'd be kind of yeah. neat, yeah, right? Yeah, and and it's and then you've illustrated your own short story, and off it comes. And then and also maybe I'm trying to say I'm pursuing a narrative, and while I'm trying to paint that, I end up with this image that is arresting mm-hmm. and unique. Yeah, and you got to see it to experience it, and it hits you and moves you. Well, then that's fine. Who care? I don't care how you got to that place. Do it again. Yeah, cool. <laughs> it's unique. Yeah, and it's self justifying. Right, in the fact that it moves. I. You, it, the viewer, it, it connects. Works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it works, there's no, it's not broken. There's nothing to yeah, add exactly. to it. There's no reason to go anywhere else. Yeah. That's interesting. When I was probably 21 years old, I lived in Provincetown, Massachusetts for either two or three summers. I was very drunk. I cannot remember. Um, but it's two or three. So you're, you're one year off. In I'm your- a year <laughs> off. I, I think wow. it was only, I genuinely cannot remember whether it was two or three summers, but. Uh, someone else probably can. The, uh, Jenny Bergman, West Side Kids, New York she, City. She was with me. So, uh, she could probably remember, but she uh, might not be able to because she goes every summer. And so it's just a blur for her anyway. Well, yeah, for her, it is not alcoholism. Oh, <laughs> and she okay. needs to see the ocean or something. Oh, okay. But it is an art town. It, Provincetown, Massachusetts was an art colony, sort of like Key West. It was where everybody went in the summer yeah. mm-hmm. and then they go down to Key West in the winter. And it was people who collected art. 
and and would have like they would hire these like the benevolent patrons would say well i have a little house in truro why don't you go paint there and then thus those cape cod cottage paintings would, oh, would occur right that's what that, that kept happening okay. robert um motherwell oh motherwell was up there yeah do you know that guy oh yeah yeah because that was where i heard of him because he's he, that well, he painted a lot of his stuff up there huh and oh his series that Okay. Probably, it. Um, but uh, Jenny had. She's an art historian, my friend, yeah. <laughs> Jenny Bergman, and um, she worked at one of the galleries that sold art. And so I was like, "Well, teach me about art." And we, you know, there was one side of town that had all sort of the real, where it was individual pieces, and then the other side of town had, you know, Elvis on black velvet junk. Yeah, it had junk and stuff that. That she was the one who coined the term for me. I mean, I'm sure it's been coined to other pl- art that matches your furniture. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and self, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she introduced me to like Motherwell and Hockney. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know anything about, like, I like those guys because they're kind of realistic. They're totally. There's, there is a figure, a cuff, I say figurative. Well, Hockney, definitely. Yeah. Hockney. But even Motherwell, the way he makes that thing. Yeah. It's. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's. It accesses your sense of the world and right. gravity it, and all those things. And does Hockney do sort of a collage kind of thing with photos? Um, Is he's that done all sorts of things, but uh, how would I put it? It's figurative, but it's not representational in a, like a realistic photographic way. Okay. Um, but but I don't think you need to paint to appreciate those guys. No. I, no, I agree. They're yeah. accessible. I mean, they work for me. They, they've done it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It... it, it, it because I would love to be able, you know, because there's part of me that wants to paint, that wants to do art. Obviously, it's the same part of me that wants to act that doesn't. Oh, yeah. Uh, because people who want to paint, turns out they paint. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. The, the people used to say, oh, I wish I could do that. And I was thinking, you, but I don't think you wish that hard. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like people who say, I want to do stand-up comedy. You're like, do you, yes, um, just go do it then. Yeah. No? With so, art, too. It's like, well, do you wish four or five hours a day? <laughs> Every week of the year, <laughs> yeah. Because then you'd be painting. Because then you would be painting. Yeah. Because that's what it is, I suppose. And in the end, it is. I mean, it's just immersing yourself in what you're doing and really engaging yourself honestly with the task at hand, trying to make this thing that is, you know, your art. You're you're real. You're really engaged with it. You're right. not faking it or just trying to come up with a neat effect or something cool. Or you're really. When you look at a blank canvas, how does that, how do you start? I mean, I suppose that, that, that question has been asked oh, yeah. probably oh. a gajillion times. Yeah, yeah. Because but, right from the beginning, it goes, you know, I used to, when I teach, I say you'd make one mark on the canvas and it's still perfect. Yeah. But the next mark, now there's a problem because those two marks sit in a certain angle to each other and to the sides of that canvas. Now the third mark, you know, so you get down the fourth, fifth mark, it gets so... It's ruined. It's, it's ruined. ruined. It's Start no longer over. good. <laughs> I give up. <laughs> well, that's... And that is your great... I mean, because if you think about it, you're like, I want to do... I want to... Let's say I want to paint a horse. A Palomino horse named Star. No, I don't <laughs> care. It's what... <laughs> name is immaterial. <laughs> immaterial, because I just want to... But it, no, it's a... If I want to paint a horse... Do I, do I paint it? What do I do with, you know, oh, I mean, no, that's the whole thing where you, the you, decision process is so much bigger than my it's mind. Huge. It's huge. It, are you, it's not just description now. You know, you can, that's one way to go. Yeah. You could do a represent, representational. You could take it from that place. Right. But the, you could paint about horse. You could, I mean, what are you going to, right. You do sculpture. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's just, it's unlimited. And, and it's unlimited as to where that horse is. Like if I'm doing a realistic painting of a horse, because my, my father also does, he paints, uh, he does acrylics oh, okay. and he paints stuff that should be 1999 on the side of the road. Uh, because oh, really? yeah, it's like he'll do a canyon. It'll be a, a rock face with a pine forest below and there'll be an eagle. Yeah. And yeah. So he's got, <laughs> <laughs> I love that stuff. Well, and 
he loves doing them. And it's not, you know, it's yeah. one step above paint by numbers because he has to, you know, yeah. there's some skill there because he has to make it look yeah, like a pine tree. He gets tree involved and, a- and it draws him in. Right. And it kills four or five hours in a day. That's and- what, that, mine kind of turned into that. Like the last few paintings, I almost felt like, you know, you got involved in the process of describing the space and trying to find a very particular sense to this thing and to touch this painting so it works. But in the end of the day, I didn't have an overriding idea or something going on, I don't think. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So every it's so hard to get. Uh, it's hard. I mean, every day if you start and then at the end of the day, do you ever just look at it and go, well, I guess this day didn't work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or, or you think. Wow, what a great day. And you come yeah. in the morning, you look at it and go, oh, this is shit. That Damn. that would happen all the time. That's, you know, and it's different in comedy because you get an instant reaction from that's, an audience. That's what I loved about comedy, especially going from fine art, this world that had all boundaries exploded. I mean, who knows what right or wrong or good or bad is anymore? I mean, it's oh, right. even when you were my studying, own faculty who you go to this really good art school for graduate school and they're supposed to be the know-alls of all the, the the sages and they're arguing not only amongst themselves but really arguing with other experts across the i mean yeah they, they look at they the same agree. thing it's a masterpiece it's shit right. it's a masterpiece no it's literally it's shit <laughs> he's shit in a can <laughs> you know right but it literally. speaks to me as yeah. that can he used a Puerto Rican coffee can, first yeah. of all. Yeah, and then all and then he this took a dump stuff in it, goes. And you're just like, ah. Have you ever read David Sedaris's essay? On? On being a, a performance artist. No, I don't think gotta I... Gotta read it. It's, gotta read it. What's it called? Uh, got to read it. Which one is that one in? I think that's in Me Talk Pretty. Maybe it's in... Okay. If, if it's in Me Talk Pretty, one day I've read Barrel it. Barrel Fever? Is it in... You know, I didn't like Barrel Fever as much. Which one was it in? It, anyway, it's... Oh, it's one of my favorite... All time essays of his. I was rolling on the floor. And it was just about performance. He really art. was a performance. He went into performance art for a while. Okay. He said performance art and crystal math. Any <laughs> one by itself <laughs> destructive, but combined. And oh man, it was, that is, yeah, that's wow. one of my all time favorite funny. That, you know, Andy did uh, some performance art. He was in another guy's performance art piece. And it was a 24 hour <laughs> UCLA, um, <laughs> Uh, it was, it was, Andy was the minute hand. What? Yeah. The The guy was the hour hand and they had a stand in the quad. Did they flip for that? Because the minute minute hand is doing a lot more work. Right. Andy had an hour just kind of standing there. You're standing there for an hour and then you're clicking. Andy's like running circles. Exactly. And he said, (laughs) he said this guy came over, this guy he knew came over and was talking to him and every 60 seconds Andy had to take a step. And he said, seven minutes into the conversation with this guy, the guy goes, hey, do I smell or something? Because you keep backing up. <laughs> and what do you say at that point? No, I'm the minute hand. I'm the minute hand. Uh, I'm doing some art. And uh, <laughs> it was, I was like, well, how was that received? He said, nobody knew we were doing it. Yeah. And I said, well, how did that make it more art or less art? Yeah. And he was like, I can't, I, no I, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. And and it and is it art if nobody notices it? Yes. I think it I can guess. be. I mean and that's one thing too. It's like, well it's art. Yeah, shitty art. So Right, uh, it's art that nobody yeah, gave a damn about. Right. And and so many I think that, that journey to try to find art with meaning. I mean, I really you want this thing powerful and meaningful. Now there's to me it's almost a cop out. People will latch their art onto the social uh, cause of the day. Well, I paint about racism or sexism. Oh, well, right, good right. for you. Because those things <laughs> are meaningful without your little contribution. Right, right. right. You didn't need to paint yeah. Harriet Tubman on top of a white elephant. Yeah, this, uh, guess yeah. what? Mm-hmm. And, and that always bothers me, too, when they think they have to piggyback something with meaning. No, no. A great painting will have meaning regardless. It, it will, it's self, it justifies itself by its own existence. That's and hard though because art I mean if you go like the you know when you see I don't know who did the famous the Last Supper oh uh, 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 Da Vinci Da Vinci that's a name I should know yeah. <laughs> and uh, so so um, but you, you think about it and you're like well that guy I mean what's an example of a Da Vinci piece that isn't political because he he lived in a political time it's and true. all of his art was meant to be some sort of political moment yeah it's true and within those confines of religion. Politics. Yeah. 
he would create and end up with a self-justified, you know what I mean? A piece of art thing that was unique. That's wow. Look at that. Yeah. There's, there's one in the Uffizi. There's a Da Vinci. That's uh, uh, an annunciation. I think it's fantastic. I thought. And it's religious, but Mm -hmm. it's not, but, but by itself, it's just its own. By itself, that shapes the colors, the way it's composed, the way it's arranged and the way it's made is all just, right. It's unique and powerful and, Sticks around. And you know, yeah. it's, did you know it's that in the Fizi, you walk around, eh, eh, and then suddenly you hit one like, wow, what is it about this one? This is, no, this is. I mean, and it's a room of geniuses. Yeah. It's a room yeah. of geniuses and one genius <laughs> sticks out. Yeah, who's the super genius. Right, who's the super that genius. That was like with Botticelli. I mean, I thought his were amazing. And then you could see all the artists trying to paint like Botticelli. And yeah. uh, man, they couldn't do it. I mean, I was watching, eh, no, you didn't do it. Yeah. The other thing I noticed in the Fizi, I mean, it was Kelly. She's Catholic. So this right. is her art, the right. Catholic art. <laughs> this is our art. You do this crappy painting. Uh, uh, are you going to paint those gold yeah. <laughs> those gold tablets that you guys lost? Are you going to paint about those? Yes, we have actually. Lots of <laughs> paintings of, fact, of Joseph Smith getting the tablets. Exactly. Oddly enough. Yeah. Tons. Mm-hmm. So I'm in there and you will see, you saw it, cherubim everywhere. Yeah. Cherubim, 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 which is naked toddler angels I'm yes. like, how did we not see these priests coming <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> you literally you really didn't you when you think of it i have to tell you that one of my and i this is one of my favorite stories about the nightmare that is last comic standing right is we did it here at yeah, acme yeah um and kathleen madigan alonzo bowden and aunt have you in front of them yeah they drilled me and you came off the stage and you said okay so they said to me you're Mormon. There's no way you're, it's all happy go lucky stand up comedy. You don't do anything dark. And you're like, I, I do dark. Yeah. Oh, that was awful. Why did I do it? It was weird. You said, and, and they said, okay, well, do, do, do you have a Hitler joke? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. It was just some dark. Well, I could, uh, yeah. And it was so awkward. Right. And it was, uh, allow me to tell your story for you. At oh, yeah. you. You're like, no, I don't have a Hitler joke, but I have dark, a dark joke. And then you told the darkest joke in the world about when you and your wife yeah. were arguing. Yeah. About, yeah. <laughs> that's an awesome joke. They looked at me like, oh. Too dark. And you're like, you can't ask for a dark joke. Yeah, what do you do? You set me up. Yeah. Right. And it was just, it was a Catholic, it was essentially our pedophiles yeah. marry their victims. Was that the yeah. punchline? Yeah, the wife was uh You were arguing, arguing about how to raise the kid, Mormon or Catholic. Yeah. And it got it's, heated. Yeah. And you at one point... She said, I said, what about the priests? And she said, what about your 60-year-old men? Yep. Marrying 14-year-old girls. And I said, well, at least our pedophiles marry their victims. Exactly. And, Which is super dark and, and awesome. And they did not like it. They did not enjoy it. And you were like, mm. well, then you're hypocrites. Yeah. And not okay. Well, I said that to myself, but mostly I just kind of You just sort of stood there and, and just died a little walked, bit, as yeah, per usual. Yeah, walked off like, dang it. Damn bastards. Yeah. Because there's so much, I mean, there's so much rejection in stand-up comedy that yeah. you don't want to talk about because you're like, well, if I talked about it every time, I would talk of, of nothing else. Yeah. And it's not that bad. I mean, eventually you become inured to it where you're like, oh, well, they didn't get me. I lost it. I get it. I lost Okay, I get yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't get that. Okay, yeah. next. And Yeah, <laughs> so. exactly. You kind of have to get to that point. but i would wonder about art with that you know where you're just like if you have a bad day painting yeah how do you get back on that horse uh you know there is a point especially if you invest yourself in a piece let's say you're painting and painting and painting and painting you've got hours into this thing and then it just hits you that this is this is bad and wrong and not working yeah you have to not fall in love with that thing you're doing you You cannot love it you have to be able to destroy it Really? Yes, you must be able to, like, nope. Destroy Gotta it. call it. Mm-hmm. It can't wow. rule you. Because otherwise, if it does, you're not going to have the power to do what you need to do. Which is the next to, piece. To create it. Or to even to fix where you are in the piece. Huh. It's always a process of... Yeah. Yeah. You can't... It, fear, it will I mean, kill so, you every so, time. Yeah. I think that's true in Calm general. You, absolutely. Fear yeah. kills you. That, right? Yeah. You're done. There's a new, uh, <laughs> the last big Marvel comic book arc was called Fear Itself. Oh. And it ah. had such promise. It was, I mean, it was actually quite, and parts of it nailed it and other parts of it didn't. Much like every, all of those giant crossovers where dozens of authors are writing oh, different wow. things and it's they all, be hard. they all intertwine and some, and some people nail it and some people don't. 
that that's how I sort of gotten back into arts to some extent is is with all this comic book reading I'm doing. Yeah. Because I've started to recognize the names of the artists. And because for and initially it was just all writers. Huh. Initially before that it was characters. I was really? like, what's Spider-Man doing? Right. And, uh, or you whatever, the- you know? <laughs> oh, we're going to read Daredevil. Okay. So, and um, now it's about the and writing now it's about and the now writers it's and, and the artists. And now, and now I'm, now I'm getting to know some of the artists. So I can't name any of them. The only artist that I've actually uh, gotten uh, excited about is a guy named Kyle Baker, who is, he did the art. He is, he has a couple of books of just his family art and it, it's, they're those giant, kind of family circus kind of one panel cartoons mm-hmm. about his family and to say family circus and kyle baker it's a giant disservice that went, yeah okay yeah because yeah. he is so much smarter and funnier yeah. than the nightmare of look mommy god yeah, is sweating yeah yeah it's just a freaking nightmare but um kyle so baker the, yeah kyle baker i've never he he I've did looked at some of this stuff right it's my daughter my my daughter your older daughter my older daughter okay she is uh 18, living in Madison right now. Madison, way Wisconsin. The, yeah. Way into the, the comic books, graphic novels, and all okay. that stuff. Okay. So she's seeing all that art. And she's been pushing it on me. You got to read this. Mm-hmm. Understanding, understanding comics. Have you ever read that? I did read that. Fantastic. That was an amazing Great book. Great book for any, just understanding art. Right. Oh, it yeah. Was, it was really an art history, like a. It really was. Yeah. That's, that's art history. I yeah. mean, some of the stuff in there is like, oh, I wish I would have had this when I. <laughs> when you're trying going to, to school. sort my stupid head out. Right. It is, it is fascinating. And is so, that something, I mean, the thing is, is, is you could do it, you know, with your art training and I, with your comedy training, you could create comics. I think if I jumped into it and loved it. Yeah. And obsessed over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I actually could, but I won't because I, I guess I'm not obsessed with it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. You would have to become obsessed with it. I think so. And there's, I mean, you're not dead. You got years ahead of you. I could get. You could get obsessed I could with it. Pick up a healthy obsession for a change. <laughs> That'd be good. Something new. Yeah. Something new that you in your copious amounts of free time. Yes, that's right. With the baby. <laughs> with the baby. What am I doing? Oh my gosh! Because the the two the two younger children. How old are they? Uh, in Germany. Ten months and six years. Oh, okay. Oh wow. Yeah. I, so I know. Eighteen ten months six old years, baby. ten month old baby. Forty six year old man. Uh wow, that's you know what that is? That that's a hard hip to that's raise a, to raise that kid. That boy? Boy kid? Hard hip is true. Is it three girls? What do you got? A uh, girl. Ten month old is girl. And the six year old's, six-year-old's a, boy. a boy. There you and go. my daughter, uh girl, of course. But like to Woman. check in. Like to check in with the demographics of uh, of everybody's yeah, uh, lives, good. obviously. Want to know <laughs> just how the breeding's going on. Yeah. That's nice work. <laughs> nice work. Uh yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm curious like that too. Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, but Kyle Baker did, he did the art on this, the Black Captain America story. Oh, okay. Which, um, I always, I thought he wrote it for a while. That's the powerful, that's how powerful it was. And then he wrote and drew this thing, uh, a Plastic Man series. And it was so silly and smart and interesting about Plastic Man. Cause Plastic Man, I mean, the only thing Plastic Man could do is look like plastic things. Oh, like, so that's it? Like he could like... He can stretch kind of like the Fantastic brush? Four guy. He'd have to be a big toothbrush, I assume. He'd be a giant toothbrush. He'd have <laughs> wow. to... He usually ends up being like the linoleum on the floor. Is that his go-to? Linoleum uh, kunk. <laughs> right, right. Or like a card table. <laughs> and uh, and so, so it was... Or at least in Kyle Baker's Plastic Man, you know, he's always something weird. So he's just walking around like, lamp and then... And then all of a sudden he's a door or he is, you know. How does that serve just so that the bad guys can't catch him? Right. Like he can overhear things. Right. So that's it. He just (laughs) runs around, turns into a. Right. Well, and then he can, you know, he can, he can encase them in plastic until the cops get there. But he goes in and he turns himself in like a hotel safe. (laughs) Right. Right. A man sized safe. Then Dick Cheney walks in and then all of a sudden he squeezes him. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) so. But so Kyle Baker did that, and then he wrote, and and he can like right now he's he's drawing a Deadpool. It's an adult comic strip, so there's swearing in it, and there's um, a lot of sexual boobs. stuff. Yeah, yeah, and but nothing sex that, and violence, sex and violence, but n- pretty not the violence is much worse because. But he did do an amazing series called Special Forces. It was based on a real story where you know, remember when recruitment was down. 
and um, they, they weren't getting their quota of oh. recruitment kids yeah. to join the service. Yeah, yeah. And so they actually recruited an autistic kid. And they, the parents protested and it ended up they released the guy from his... his uh, an autistic soldier. Yeah, it like would have been... Severe a, autism. Yeah, like a, a, a oh, relatively... that's con- not good. That would that's... be bad. So the special forces thing that Kyle Baker wrote about was about if that kid went to war. Yeah, well... And it was kind of amazing because <laughs> what happened was every day the sergeant would give the autistic kid a list of what they were had to achieve that day. You know, he's like, bathe, brush your teeth, eat breakfast. The whole thing he had. The whole to... thing. And he he would draw it out. And then in that day, in the day that we follow in this guy's life, the job is we have to take this town or we have to... Uh, and the autistic boy is with him to take the town. Yeah. And so the autistic boy... It's the story of how the entire troop is wiped out, but it's him and this one woman who in every issue, in every panel, is wearing less and less clothing until she's dressed like, you know, She-Ra. She, she's in a, a war zone in a, in in just a, a daisy maze. a helmet. And a helmet. Just, yeah. And lacy underpants and, and a bra. Open, plunging. Plunging neckline, neckline. Kevlar vest. And just nipple caps with Kevlar. Who knows what they are? But, I mean, just ridiculous. And um, And the kid... Who is, I forget the name of the, the kid is just, he, they, they call him something like single minded or whatever. I mean, they call him like whatever, some yeah. sort of autistic reference. And she's just trying to get him to bail on the, on the, cause everybody's dead. And she's like, we gotta go. We gotta just go. Just leave. Just yeah, give it we, up. We gotta, we'll do it again tomorrow. And he's like, no, no, we, we gotta I have I, to check off number seven, eight, exact, nine, and ten. Right. I can't leave. And, and so I- she's like, oh crap. <laughs> and so she has to follow him and, and she's like, and so we get to hear the history of this kid. I mean, it's an amazing comic st- book. If you ever get a chance, it's graphic crazy. novel called Special Forces by Special Kyle Forces. Baker. I'll have to ask my daughter if she's read that one. And, and the art on it is, I mean, he, and, and this Deadpool Max that he's doing, he, he draws very specific. There's kind of loosey goosey, cartoony, but yeah. he's dark, man. The, he can draw more realistically. And he did for Captain America, mm-hmm. the black Captain America story about, it was called Truth. And it was about how they, uh, tested the Captain America serum in oh. a Tuskegee Institute kind of situation. Oh, okay, gotcha. And the truth story is about how Steve Rogers didn't know this story. The white Captain America. Oh, Captain America, yeah, okay. And he's... how he discovers it, and he goes to visit. Uh-huh. And he discovers it because the black Captain America's grandson is Patriot in the Young Avengers. Oh, it huh? all comes together. It all comes together. Yeah, every little, time. We can retcon that, my friends. Yeah. <laughs> we will, we'll do some continuity issues. <laughs> I have digressed into comic books. <laughs> well, I know. I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> I was Take prepared. It Take it back. Take it back to art. Back to art. Well, it's, it is what, art. What, what are your art. favorite museums that you've been to? The Uffizi. Is oh, Uffizi. Oh, yeah. Have I, you been to the Louvre? Uh, I didn't I go not. to the Louvre. It was too big, so I went to, I've been to the Musée d'Orsay and the Orangerie. Those are Paris. Paris. And I love uh, Monet's uh water lily paintings that that stuff is amazing in real life just to yeah see it's it. just crazy i haven't been to amsterdam yet i can't wait to get there to see the van gogh stuff oh right right and i love the pompadour the pompadour where's that uh that's paris okay it's the modern they're modern okay and it had a conceptual visual artist that was fantastic his name was orozco i was there with my daughter and we loved it it was just crazy great stuff and was it multimedia or yeah multimedia okay. stuff like he would take a just it was weird how he could change the meaning and context with him, just the way he did things. Like he took part of his pieces, he would just take socks. This is a tube sock. Yeah. Shove clay in the sock. Right. Just push it, push it, and then just kind of pinch it off. Right. And then take the sock off that clay. So you would have that that imprint of the sock over the clay. And they just felt like these animals. When you saw them at first, how did it's like an animal? So your 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 head would switch between, oh, it's an animal or a slug. It's a tube sock. And then you have to go back, animal slug, tube sock. So this was one of these kind of conceptual visual things that totally worked for me. I was, yeah. I was, I was really blown away. His photographs are great. Cause there's so much of it that doesn't work. Yeah. You want so badly for it to work. Yeah, you and do. And then it does. And when it does, it's like, oh, this is great. But some of them I'm convinced, like I said, the little blanket with the teddy bear, like, nope, this is BS. Right. I'm calling it BS. I have been. Handed a bill of yeah, goods. <laughs> I don't get it. I'm a figurative artist. Maybe I wouldn't, but my friend with me was awesome, uh, abstract painter named Paul Polaro. Lives in New Hampshire. Now, if he doesn't get it, 
Right. And I don't get it. We have these different, it, you, you, I'm sorry. You missed it. There's no, we should get it. We've been. Does he have a website? And, Paul Polaro? How do you spell oh, Polaro? I don't think he has a website. P-O-L-L-A-R-O. I will try to put him in the notes if I find Paul him. Paul Polaro. Yeah. Went to Just abstract. Beautiful. Beautiful work. Oh, yeah. That's neat. Yeah. Uh, what, what about in the United States? What's your favorite? Are there oh, museums? The yeah. Um, you know, I, I guess I really just Washington DC. I would say, you know, go to DC, really? the National Gallery or New York. I mean, you go. Yeah, New you could go to Guggenheim Met, and the Met. And, yeah, that's. The Met's too big though. I get. Oh, what I do you do? It. What would you oh. recommend if I walked into the Met? Where would you tell me to go? You can go anywhere. I mean, I, the last time do I went there. Do I have there, to go through the Egyptian? No. <laughs> I no, can't I possibly. I can't keep looking at this. I can't keep looking at mummies. I found that, like, uh, if I'm going there, and I had an art professor tell me this once, and I agree now, like, uh, you're, you're not going to be able to look at everything. Yeah. So just kind of go in, pick kind of an area, and then the first really one that hits you, you know, just sit down and take it in and enjoy it. It's like you don't go to a restaurant and, I'll take everything on the menu. I'm, I'm only here this weekend. Right, you you right. just can't. Yeah, that's a great analogy. So go in, kind of open and wait for one to grab you, and then yeah, take a ride. Take maybe a ride, and then go, come back. Go home. A week maybe later. look it up. Uh, you can look it up in books and find out a little about the artists and look at more stuff they do. And well, when I travel with Maria, she likes to get out of the uh, the hotel room. God bless her. Yes. Since I will watch an NCIS marathon or a burn <laughs> notice marathon for no reason. <laughs> no, there's a reason for that. <laughs> Good <laughs> reason. Just try to chill out. Yeah. And but we were in Erie, Pennsylvania. And they have an art museum in the tiny town of Erie, Pennsylvania. Four dollars to get in. What kind of, what was that? They had. Wyatt's. Four of what? Wyatt's. Wyatt's. What are those? Andrew Wyatt's. Oh, He's I up in PA area, I thought maybe. Oh, okay. But who did they have? They, uh, they have, like, they might have had that. They might have had some local art. I think that they did. But they also had, like, weird things like they had, uh, Japanese woodcut. Oh, fantastic. But three of them. I mean, they only had a couple yeah, of each yeah. item, right? They, they had a Van Gogh drawing. Oh, did they? Yeah. So the stuff that they had was gorgeous, yeah. but it was tiny. Yeah. Just and the, yeah, because it's like, a small town, that's yeah. all they could afford. But God bless them, uh, they had something. And like, have you ever been to the Milwaukee Art Museum? Mm-mm. It's a lot bigger now, but when I was a kid, it was it was much smaller. But it was it was like a boutique. It's like having a boutique dog. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah, like having yeah. a tiny, very specialized animal. Yes. Well, we got this. We got yep. this. And what we have is we have one Van Gogh and we have one Cezanne and we have, yeah. you know. And that's and, usually the case. And that's fine, I think. It's to something. some extent. It's something where you get to see. But I mean, if you want to see something great in Milwaukee, you get in the car and you drive to Chicago. Because <laughs> that museum's amazing. The Chicago <laughs> Art Museum is? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really? Art Institute. Yeah, that that museum in Chicago is fantastic. That's All one right. of the best around. Oh, okay. That's a great mm-hmm. one. Okay. There's some Picassos in there that are crazy, and there's some Magritte. There's some great stuff in there. Okay. I've heard of Agrite. I know I've seen some Ma- Agrite. Magritte. Magritte. Yeah. What's Egrite, I wonder? I don't know. I think know. it's an animal. I don't I have no idea. <laughs> I think I'm thinking of the Egret. Oh, the Egret. Those are beautiful, too. <laughs> but it is not a Magritte, Jackie. Nope. Uh, Magritte, what kind of stuff? Surrealism. It's surrealism. It was surrealism. Okay. Um, my, yeah, I like him better than a lot Who's of. Who's the guy with the dripping co- clock? Dolly. I was never a big fan of Dolly. I almost said dripping cock. Yeah. Oh, you did. Uh, yikes! <laughs> I'm I'll not be over a big here. fan of that either. Actually, <laughs> I'm against it myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, oh, the way you said that. There I'm went the E rating. Hi, kids. If yeah. you've been listening. Oh darn it! Uh, yeah. Does that's that fine. Mean? No, you can cut it out. I can. I could fix it in post. I won't. Okay. Because uh, uh, I think it's funny. Yeah. So I'm going to leave it. We stumbled into it. We stumbled into it. I say it's a go. But uh, yeah. So you like Picasso? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I really, sometimes I'll look at, I, I'm not quite sure. I don't, he painted so much. Right. But some of them, it took me a while of learning and having other artists like, no, look. And then, oh, yeah, that is, that's. What do you think about that? What do you think about, because I don't mind that when someone points out something in a painting or in a piece of art to say, here's what you're not seeing. Or here's what you may not be seeing. Yeah, I I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, if they get all bossy magoo on me where they're just, you're not seeing it right, that's less positive. But (laughs) if they say, you may not be. Here's something that maybe, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, look, what do you think of that? What what do you think of the art in my, uh, in my hotel room here at the We're Marriott. Talking about edge place. tension. See that white. Yeah. Uh, that building on the left. That's a, that's an uncomfortable cropping. And then 
see how it touches the mat up at the top. Yep. Now, what that's going to do is going to see that white left shape. It the that left flattens the image out. That flattens the image out. Which what does? Putting Having it so those close? things touch right on the edge like oh, that. Oh, yeah. It can be a tension thing. Now, do you think that that's a matting problem? Or it's a matting. They... I think someone just didn't know what they were doing. They matted that photograph. Because they, they, they should have left a little more edge on that? I think so. Yeah? I think that was a mistake on that one. What do you think that built? This is, these are obviously photographs of, isn't that the Milwaukee building? It's got to be Minneapolis. Is that, I don't know. The Milwaukee building, which is, uh, for some reason, a building called Milwaukee. Oh, here? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's got, or I call it the Milwaukee building. Cause oh, okay. See, it says Milwaukee on it. Well, that, they, they put the word on there. That's why I would call it that. That's why I would do that. That's, what about this other one right here? This seems to be a snowy. Snowy scene. Oh, Photo- I know. Photography. That's Washington. That's Washington Avenue. Oh, old timey Washington oh, Avenue it is. shot. Oh yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, but it's a photograph. Everyone's know. wearing hats. Granted, it's winter. That one that... person's crossing the road. Right. This woman is wearing a dress, which makes me think it's more like the '30s or '40s or something. Yeah, '20s. Who knows? This looks like a photo from The Shining. <laughs> you know, it's always black and white. You know what I mean? And then right, right. Is those there... are dead people we're looking at. Right, and all of a sudden, a slash of red appears. Yeah. Then, ah. Guess what? I have to sleep in this room. Let's stop. Okay, and, uh, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. You're a ghost hunter type. Okay. I am not. I am not yeah, a ghost no. hunter. Okay. What? Has, what's uh, What's the Mormons stand on ghosts? I guess they believe in them. Oh, do they? Some Mormons do. I guess they would believe in ghosts. Oh. Mostly they definitely just, believe in spirits. Right, because they're Americans? Or, yeah, like, they're I, just, it's not I a Mormon know. thing to believe in ghosts. It might be a, just a I think a they human believe in thing. spirits and evil spirits. Let's talk Catholic versus Mormon these last four minutes. Okay. Cool. Um, the Holy Ghost. Yeah. You guys got the Trinity? You got that going the, on? The Mormonism has a Trinity, but they're separate entities. God the Father, yep. Jesus Christ, and the Holy Ghost are three separate entities. God the Father and Jesus have bodies. Like, and so Odin. does Jesus. Like yeah. a body, Holy Ghost, no, just a spirit personage. Casper. Kind of like Casper. Okay. But with the capability. <laughs> capability. You never think Casper? <laughs> I, whenever ghosts come up, I always think Casper for some reason. No, that makes sense. That I'm makes a friendly sense. Ghost. That's why. Yeah. Possibly why. And he spreads, he can, he can expand and touch everybody's heart at the same time and. Okay. Oh, so the Holy Ghost are positive things. It's pretty, yeah. How, how about in Catholicism? Any idea? Well, I know they're they're one, but they're three, but they're one. You oh, so I mean? in, in Mormonism, the they're three, but they're three. Yeah. Right. But they Catholicism, don't do... they're three, but they're one. Catholicism, Nicene Creed. What year was that? 370-something AD. Right. They had a meeting and said, this is the way it's going to be. Right. Oh, that's right. They had that big meeting where they're like, let's yeah. make a decision about Council this. Council of Ni- Nicaea. Right. Oh, the Armenians couldn't make that. Uh, uh, no, we, they were not uh, invited we might not have been. I think we we rose uh, hydra like for like a from a separate head of the. Uh, we had our own uh, apostles, you know. Uh, they did. Thaddeus and Bartholomew came to Armenia and uh, converted everybody. Converted everybody from sun worshippers to uh, the son of God, uh-huh. and we were the first. And and uh, some people will say this in a positive way. I'll just say it as a fact. Uh, the country of Armenia was the first country to have Christianity as its national religion. Really? I.e., if you were not Christian and lived in Armenia... Oops. Uh, yeah. Trouble. Trouble. Really? Yeah. They were the first. Yeah, rhymes with tea. You, boy, well, you really started something there. We got something. Uh, what it is is, uh, talk about a, a country of bossy magoos. But, you know, I mean... <laughs> Everybody was doing it at the time. Oh, no, no, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think every country said, well, this is our national religion. Yeah. We were the first ones to go. We're going to take the new one. Well, I think that is how we got races and countries, really, when you think about it. It, it took an, an asserted effort for people to get together and kill everyone who's different. Oh, right, right. Who doesn't want to do that? So in other words, racism gave us diversity in a oh. weird sense. But nature gives us diversity, too. I don't know if that's true, but... That's from Jurassic Park. I am talking at my butt. Right. That's <laughs> what I do. Okay. Well, you know, it's been an hour. Let's uh, let's get a couple of recommendations. Sweet. Understanding oh, yeah. Comics. Understanding Comics. That's not a bad art book for I think people. that is a fantastic for book start. to understand just kind of art. Right. And is basically there, how it works. And right. Is there a great book. You got anything lighter? <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> true. Lighter. You know, but that book is actually it's quite pretty dense. heavy. It yeah. is a little dense. Now, that's about as light Honestly, that's one of the best books I've read for someone who's like, how does, how does how this, does art- what's the difference between abstraction and representation and expression? Yeah. I mean, the way he explained those three things I thought was brilliant. 
It's a great book. It is a great book. Other stuff for understanding art, I don't do that. And then that book you're reading right now, why don't you tell them about it since uh, the waitress oh, we had at breakfast I left really... it in Eric's car. Did you really? But he's going to bring it to me. It's uh, So I can't read it. The moon. The moon. Moon. Uh, East moon. Uh, the moon. Summer moon? Summer moon. Uh, summer moon of the west. What is it? Moon. It's about the... It's about the Comanches. It's about the Comanches, and it was a, a Pulitzer-nominated book. Yes, and it's fantastic. And uh, it'll be in the notes. Yes, Ladies and gentlemen, yes. thank you again for tuning in to another The Dork Forest. Take care. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?